engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good evening, it's Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB, the nation's most listened to news talk station. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Let's get the FBI situation out of the way. We've got issues um, with the FBI and what did or did not happen. And I'm, I got questions. I mean, I got real questions about the situation and what we know or we don't know, um, starting with the really troubling, significant allegations from Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin. Listen to Ron Johnson. He was on with Brett Baer. Listen to what he said to Brett Baer yesterday on Special Report on Fox News. What this is all about is further evidence of corruption, more than bias, but corruption at the highest levels of the FBI and that secret society. We have have an informant that's talking about a group that were holding secret meetings off-site. There's so much smoke here. There's so much suspicion. Let's let's stop there. A secret society, secret meetings off-site of the Justice Department. Correct. And you have an informant saying that? Yes. Is there anything more about that? No, we have to dig into it. We have to dig into it, he says. Okay, so you need to know that Ron Johnson is walking that back today, saying his committee is actually focused on the Clinton emails, not on this stuff. Well, if it's that big of a deal, if you've got got an informant telling you this, why are you suddenly only focusing on on the Clinton emails? Here's the problem, folks. I am willing to entertain the idea that partisans within the FBI working to help Hillary Clinton decided to organize an effort to undermine Donald Trump. Now, before you say you can't believe that, that this is impossible, um, you had partisans at the the Internal Revenue Service trying to attack Tea Party groups. They, They were never told. They were never given specific orders. They just knew they could and that they should. You got a bunch of people in the FBI. They don't like Donald Trump. Uh, they think they need to try to stop him. But there's a problem here in that all of the polling fairly consistently showed that Hillary Clinton was going to win. No one, including Donald Trump, thought he was going to win. But there's a bigger problem here. You've got House members, respected members. I played audio yesterday. John Ratcliffe and Trey Gowdy, highly respected saying you've got 50,000 emails, you've got a lot of deletions. By the way, the FBI is saying, and this has been documented during the Obama administration era, it's not a new excuse, that a bug hit more than 10% of FBI agents' phones, uh, wiping out a bunch of stuff, including text messages. It was a bug in Samsung phones. They're not blaming Samsung. They're saying this is a bug their IT department uh, tried to uncover, and data was lost in, in in the process. It wasn't malicious, according to them. Now, you can believe that or not. I'm just telling you what they're saying. But there's a bigger, more fundamental issue here, and I have tried all day to listen to both sides, and I will tell you where my mind is on this. So if, if Republicans really believe, I mean, this, this is a working theory right now. FBI agents were working to undermine the Trump administration. If Republicans really believe this, not the Trump administration, the Trump candidacy, and then trying to disrupt after the election, trying to stop him from becoming president. If they really believe this, why are they rushing to Fox News and conservative outlets for photo ops and talking points instead of going behind closed doors, forming a special committee, subpoenaing everybody, dragging them all to Capitol Hill and investigating? 
Take the much ballyhooed memo, the, the release the memo thing. This is a Devin Nunez memo. It's not an FBI memo, and that's the way it was first cast. It was a memo from the FBI, but it's not. It's a memo from a congressman. It's a memo from a congressman who's been an ardent supporter of the president and was written to put information in the light best and most favorable to the president. The Democrats say they've got a memo now that they've written to counter the, the, the Nunez memo. By the way, the House won't give the Senate Intelligence Committee the memo to see. Even though they've got authorizations, even though it's, it's fairly pro forma, they won't do it. Release it all. Let us all see. Here's my thing. It is totally reasonable and possible to believe that FBI agents did this. And if so, we have crossed the cultural civic Rubicon of this country. There is no going back if FBI agents who are in a nonpartisan civil position designed for law enforcement decided to abuse their offices to try to stop a president. It's not a very far steps from the Praetorian Guard themselves picking out the president of the United States if you have this happening and it is not ruthlessly exposed and stamped out. At the same time, if you've got Republican congressmen out there doing this to undermine the credibility of the FBI purely to help the president in the ongoing Robert Mueller investigation, that needs to be ruthlessly stamped out, or they themselves are undermining the basic institutions of our republic, the basic trust in society and in the institutions of government to be able to do things will be destroyed one way or the other. If this is really that big a deal, if this is really that important, if this is really that major and monumental, they need to form a select committee. They need to go behind closed doors where there are no TV cameras to play to. They get the, the best members of the House and the Senate together without playing to cameras, without playing to the base, keep it all secret and figure out what the heck is going on. If the FBI is doing this, we need to know. But I got to tell you, the idea that Republicans need to rush to TV to demand a special counsel when they control the executive branch and they control the legislative branch, as opposed to going directly to the attorney general, who is their friend and former colleague, to say you need a special counsel, boggles my mind. Why exactly do that? Why rush to the media unless you're trying to obfuscate the Mueller investigation unless you're trying to undermine it. And why not let the Justice Department do this? Why a special counsel? Here's the thing. I actually had a member of Congress earlier today reach out to me. I asked the question, why not trust the Justice Department to investigate? And this member of Congress reached out to me and said, well, if you believe that the FBI is corrupt, if there are problems in the FBI and they may extend into career lawyers within the Department of Justice, you need a special prosecutor. And my response to him was that if the executive branch is that infiltrated by members of the opposition trying to disrupt and disorganize and throw off the Trump administration, we don't need a special prosecutor. We need a thorough congressional investigation. The first branch of government needs to examine and inspect the second branch of government if this is the case. A special prosecutor would re remain within the corrupt system, answering potentially to corrupt bureaucrats, hiring potentially the corrupt bureaucrats. The only way to do this is to let the first branch of government, the Congress, investigate the second, as it should be under the Constitution with checks and balances. But they're not doing that. They're rushing off to cameras to say this is so. By the way, did you know that there are text messages from Strzok, the, the guy who supposedly wanted to out Trump and supposedly helped Huma Abedin? There are text messages from him to his mistress? saying that there's no there there with the Mueller investigation, that there's no reason for him to even sign up to help the Mueller investigation because it wasn't going anywhere because he doesn't believe there's credible evidence. 
those text messages came within only a couple of months of the Mueller investigation getting going. So somehow you've got to believe that there was a conspiracy of this guy to set up the president prior to the election in order to get a special counsel to find the evidence. And then once the special counsel was situated, instead of embedding himself within it to help steer the investigation to find the corrupt trail that he and the conspiracy created, you've got to believe he said, well, there's no there there. Might as well not even bother joining. There are a whole lot of things you've, you've got to connect and disconnect and and reinterpret trey gowdy did that on tv they asked him about that email chain where the guy said there's no there there why bother and he said well then this is proof he should have wanted to get on the the uh, on the Mueller team to try to prove that trump was innocent why if you dislike him why fbi agents are allowed to have partisan positions they're just not allowed to act on them all of this is to say there's a serious allegation here that the fbi is undermining the president of the United States for partisan purposes. If that is true, we need answers. But if it's not true, why are members of Congress doing this other than to undermine the investigation against the president? And if so, that needs to be ruthlessly stamped out by the House Ethics Committee. Either way, we need answers. But I would submit to you, if I'm a member of Congress in the majority, and my majority also controls the executive branch, that I shouldn't need to play for cameras to drum up rage among the base. I should be able to go exactly and directly to the attorney general and say hire a special counsel and go behind closed doors with the leadership of the House and the Senate and have closed door investigations to try to find the answers that are terribly disturbing from questions that are terribly disturbing. If you really think the FBI is rogue and is trying to undermine the president, you as a congressman have an obligation through Congress to investigate, not to punt the ball to the branch of government you think has been infiltrated by corrupt agents. It really is that simple, and yet everybody wants to complicate it. It's 27 after the hour. Eric Erickson here, News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. The Larry Nassar trial happened. My wife has been fixated on this trial. She has uh, really the sentencing, the testimony, all of it, she has paid a great deal of attention to. Um. And there are a number of people today you should know who are upset with the judge. Now, why would they be upset with the judge? Well, one of the statements the judge made is that, um, but for the Eighth Amendment, which is the cruel and unusual punishment uh, amendment, uh, she would do far worse to this judge. Uh, But as she can't, um, because of the Eighth Amendment, Uh, she will do something else. Otherwise, she would want to do um, what they, what he did to the girls, she said she would have done to him. Um, And you can think that. You can say that's fair. Uh, Problem is there are some people who think that makes it likely that he can have an avenue of appeal. I don't know that that's the case. What I do know is that this was a monster who put himself in a position to be a monster 
And he may have been all sorry on the stand, but in all of his correspondence to the judge showed uh, he wasn't really sorry at all for any of this stuff. And she threw the book at him, deservedly so, minimum of 70 years in prison, it looks like, uh, really 145 years minus parole and whatnot. It's 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It looks like the Mueller investigators with Robert Mueller's uh, special prosecutor team want to interview the president of the United States. That seems to be the rumor out there. There are a number of reports out there suggesting this is true, suggesting as well um, that he wants a thorough conversation with Steve Bannon, who I thought had already they had a conversation, but apparently uh, they want to get Steve Bannon in there as well. Um, now, sources, I want to read you this because this is very important. Senior U.S. intelligence officers, including CIA Director Mike Pompeo, have been questioned by the U.S. Special Counsel's team about whether President Donald Trump tried to obstruct justice in the Russia probe, sources said, told Reuters on Wednesday. Such questioning is further indication that Special Counsel Mueller's federal investigation into alleged Russian meddling in the 2016 U.S. election and potential collusion by Trump's campaign includes examining the president's actions around the probe. Now, here's the thing that strikes me as this. Major credible reporters at multiple organizations have said Mueller's team does not leak. They don't leak. So where's this coming from? We've seen a number of news organizations get burned by sources telling them what Robert Mueller's team is doing when it turns out that the team is doing no such thing. This has happened to the New York Times. This has happened to CNN. I believe this happened to the Washington Post. So we've got a group of reporters in Washington, highly respected reporters, no less, who tell us that Robert Mueller's team doesn't leak. And now we've got this story. Again, let me read you the, the lead. This is a Reuters staff report. Um, no name associated with it for a reporter, just Reuters staff. Senior U.S. intelligence officers, including CIA Director Mike Pompeo, have been questioned by the U.S. Special Counsel's team about whether President Donald Trump tried to obstruct justice in the Russia probe. Sources told Reuters. If Mueller's team doesn't leak... And the odds are the president's team is not trying to put the president in a bad light. Who is this coming from? Intelligence sources? Democrats? How do we know that the sources are telling the truth? This is part of the problem now with this. I, I'm not opposed to you, to reporters, taking information on background. In fact, I had a quote yesterday from a very senior member of Congress who's been in a number of the meetings with the president who described um, the president's frame of mind in immigration, that he didn't know what the president wanted, the president didn't know what the president wanted, and the president acted like a kid who's so hungry he can't tell you what he wants to eat. He doesn't find anything appealing, and he finds everything appealing all at the same time. I'm not afraid to tell you stuff like this because I, I trust the source. I don't think he's trying to burn me, and he's not really trying to burn the president. He's just trying to explain what's going on. Why is the president acknowledging, accepting, and embracing multiple immigration plans only to have White House staff then say, no, the president really doesn't like this? 
Part of it is the White House staff is trying to undermine the president. But this is something else. It, it strikes me that now we've got multiple situations where we've had sources tell reporters things about the Mueller investigation. And they've all had to be walked back, all, going all the way back to what James Comey was going to testify to Congress. But there's another angle to this as well that I think absolutely has to be explored. And I'll talk, it won't make me very popular with some of you guys, but let me explain. Now, let me read the next two paragraphs of the Reuters story. I'm only reading the first three here. Read you the first one with sources say, or sources tell Reuters. Now these two. Such questioning is further indication that special, special counsel Robert Mueller's federal investigation into alleged Russia meddling in the 2016 U.S. election and potential collusion by Trump's campaign includes examining the president's actions around the probe. In interviews last year with Pompeo, Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats and National Security Agency Director Admiral Mike Rogers, Mueller's team focused on whether Trump had asked them to lean on former FBI Director James Comey, the sources said. First of all, I, I don't trust James Comey. Uh, in light of the fact he clearly leaked classified information to a law professor who's now claiming to be his attorney and so therefore covered by attorney-client privilege, but no one can say, including the attorney, when he actually started his job. I don't trust James Comey. And I got a lot of problems with people on the Mueller's team, on Mueller's team, some of whom were Democrat donors. But at the same time, there's another issue here, and that is... Mueller's team clearly is looking at the level of coordination with Russia, possible money laundering. Did Jared Kushner hire the online army that initially supported the president, the trolls and whatnot? And it seems to me that as the Mueller team has continued this fixation with Russia, you've got congressmen, Republican congressmen, who are trying to undermine the credibility of the FBI from where this all came from. And they're trying to suggest that the FBI manufactured, conjured up the, the Russia influence. But there's a problem there. We know Russia tried to influence the election. It is a figment of the Democrats' imagination that the Russians tried to help Donald Trump get elected. The Russians wanted to sow chaos in the American electoral system, and it worked. Look at the conversations we're having. Look at the fighting over the FBI and, and Republican congressmen and what Donald Trump knew. The Russians were highly successful in their efforts. And they gave the Democrats an excuse so they wouldn't have to deal with the fact that Hillary is a horrible, sorry candidate. The Russians did try to interfere with the election. So I don't buy the fact that Republican congressmen are claiming Democrats tried to manufacture the Russian influence in the election because we know for certain the Russians did it. You can see it every day online. So what's going on here? That's the problem. We have no idea. And unfortunately, we are in a post-truth post moment in America where there are no real neutral arbiters of truth. There, there's no one person anyone can look to and say, this guy's going to give me the truth. I mean, listen, I, I, you should see the emails popping up right now from people listening to the show who are angry with me for, for not lining up with the president because they heard somebody on Fox say something. They think it's the gospel truth. There are Democrats out there, I'm sure, on social media. I'm streaming this live on Twitter right now. I'm sure they're livid with me for daring to, to say that there might actually have been something going on with the FBI, and we need answers to that. How dare you undermine the FBI? We need truth. 
And there actually is a real truth. And I know in a postmodern society, it's real hard to understand there is a real truth. The problem is, are we going to find it? And I suspect we're not going to find it. And that's going to be to all of our detriment on what happened here. But I do think there's a there there with the Mueller investigation. I don't think Trump is involved, but I think there are others who might know stuff who might have done things they shouldn't have done. And I think the Mueller team deserves the ability to root it out without Republicans trying to undermine them. Likewise, I think we need to look into these allegations about the FBI. The text messages are pretty compelling that someone somewhere thought very highly of themselves within the FBI, and I wouldn't put it past them thinking they took it as an obligation to do something. Two bits of breaking news here happening now. President Trump just saying he's looking forward to being interviewed by Robert Mueller's team. Um, Looks like that is definitely going to happen. Also, North Korea has made a rare announcement addressing all Koreans at home and abroad, saying they should make a breakthrough for unification without the help of other countries. they, They don't want Donald Trump involved. This... This does seem like a win for Donald Trump here. I mean, he, he suddenly got the North Koreans interested in reunification after his saber rattling. Listen, here's the reality. North Korea knows they can't beat us. And we know they're trying to get a nuclear weapon, so something's got to come about. And my suspicion is that this is a stalling tactic. They don't actually want to reunify. They just have to buy themselves some time Uh, to be able to get their nuke developed. I just don't think that's going to work. Now, when we come back, we need to move on to DACA. The president has a plan. The White House says they're going to release it on Monday. He's got a timetable. He's starting to talk citizenship for DACA recipients. And the Democrats want even more. I'll tell you what's happened, the latest from the Trump White House, when we return. Good evening, it is 10 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's Evening News on WSB. The phone number, 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk, this just in. As Chris Chandler mentioned, the president just called reporters in, said he's looking forward to being interviewed by special counsel Robert Mueller, says he will do it under oath. That doesn't seem to be wise, but okay. If he wants to, go for it. Good. I mean, let let him do it. Um, I mean, let, let's get this over with. I just don't think that the president is going to be, that Mueller's team is going to find anything against the president. They may find stuff against other people connected to the president, but I, I don't see that the president himself is going to be implicated in this based on all the information we know thus far, based on what happened. I just don't see it. By the way, this was not a story that I was going to get into because uh, I didn't even know about it, but I am going to have to read this for you. Some pageant contests have hit a hump in the road this week in a beauty contest in Saudi Arabia. Dozens of contestants have been disqualified for receiving Botox injections 
to make them look more attractive. Saudi media reported a veterinarian was caught performing plastic surgery on the dozen camels a day before the pageant, according to the UAE's The National. In addition to the injections, the clinic was surgically reducing the size of the animal's ears to make them appear more delicate. A beauty pageant for camels. Somebody finding a wife from one of the... I, I, <laughs> a beauty pageant for camels. My goodness. The things you were... This was not The Onion. This is a real story. This is from National Public Radio. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. We got to get to DACA. Because the President of the United States has said this evening that he wants a path to citizenship for DACA recipients. A horrific notion to many of you listening right now. I know because you've sent me angry emails and tweets and everything else. But yes, the president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump, says that he wants a path to citizenship for those who are qualified under DACA. A 10 to 12 year period after which they would be allowed to get citizenship in this country. Here is his direct quote from this gaggle, they call it, of reporters. We're going to morph into it. It's going to happen at some point in the future over a period of 10 to 12 years. That is the president of the United States. Oh boy. Now, Will the White House staff, will President Miller allow this to happen? Um, and I say President Miller, someone in jest, Stephen Miller, uh, one of the president's aides who is very, very, very adamant uh, that no DACA recipients should have citizenship. And yet here we got the president of the United States saying that he's willing to do that within 10 to 12 years, which puts him at odds with the majority of his staff and with the attorney general on this issue. Going to be interesting to watch this shape up. Chuck Grassley today, Senator Chuck Grassley on the floor of the Senate confirmed that the uh, Russia source dossier about Donald Trump was unverified in 2016 when the Obama Department of Justice FBI used it to obtain the FISA warrants um, related to the Trump campaign advisors, including Paul Manafort. Interesting. Let's keep an eye on this story. But on DACA, I think it is an inevitability at this point that there's going to be citizenship for DACA recipients, uh, though you may dislike it. And I understand because I've heard from you that you don't like it. The president's team right now has a single goal, and I find this very interesting, and it is to keep the president away from Chuck Schumer. Now, why? Well, it, 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 they, they, it has nothing to do with Chuck Schumer trying to run circles around the president. That, that has nothing to do with it at all, as some Democrats have speculated. No, it's that Donald Trump is a New York Democrat. He likes Chuck Schumer. He's given Chuck Schumer money. He has donated repeatedly to Chuck Schumer's various political campaigns over the years. He trusts him. He calls him Chuck. He doesn't call him Senator Schumer. He calls him Chuck. 
He says he and Chuck have a great relationship. And so they are absolutely convinced that the president will go in and cut a deal with Schumer because he trusts Schumer more than he trusts Paul Ryan or Mitch McConnell because they have a longtime relationship. So guys like Stephen Miller are apparently working overtime trying to make sure that Chuck Schumer does not get an invitation to the White House. They do not want um, Chuck Schumer to come into the Oval Office and cut a deal with the president on immigration. And it sounds like that's what's happening anyway. By the way, there's some polling out there. The Democrats are getting hurt over the government shutdown. Uh, There are lots and lots of people out there who blame the Democrats for causing the shutdown. They think that the Democrats themselves uh, had no business putting immigration ahead of funding the federal government, which I could have told them that wasn't that hard to figure out. But there's more interesting data on this polling turns out the two groups of people most likely to be turned off by by this year and most likely to not want to go vote in November are Republican non-college educated white voters and black voters. Now, your first thought, maybe one of my first gut reactions is, well, the non-college educated white voters and black voters, that they might to some degree cancel each other out. And that's okay for the president, except the disparity is off because Hispanic voters are highly mobilized for the first time in forever. I'm not trying to quote my kid's favorite song here that he sings all the time. Um, the Hispanic voters are energized and they are rarely ever energized and they're energized over the DACA issue. College-educated voters are highly energized, and they are overwhelmingly Democrat. Now, this still presents a problem for the Democrats, and that is that the um, ex-urban areas in this country and the rural areas in this country are more non-college-educated than college-educated. And some of those House seats are going to be difficult for Democrats to pull into their camp. But suburban, urban swing districts that Republicans currently hold, it looks like Democrats will be very easily able to pull them into their camp. The the Democratic wave is real. It is coming, but the GOP can still mitigate it. And tax reform is helping. There's actually some pretty good news on tax reform we'll get into when we come back, particularly if you're a Verizon employee. It's 26 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. Congratulations to Chipper Jones, named on 97.2% of the Hall of Fame ballots. Uh, Ties him for the 10th highest all-time with Greg Maddox, according to Mark Bradley from the AJC. Very good job. Uh, Just congratulations. Um, And... Uh, misread a different tweet there regarding it. So uh, good for him. We will have a lot of coverage here about this um, and a press conference to follow. So when we come back, uh, (laughs) there's polling out of Texas about Ted Cruz. Is he in trouble? Is the wave so big that Ted Cruz might be in trouble? Actually, no. I mean, I can go ahead and it's not a spoiler. We've got to get into this information when we come back, but 
My goodness, no. Um, there's other information out there tonight that I find very interesting. There's a new survey out that religious voters in this country turns out that people who actually have deeply held religious beliefs, they're not reducing in numbers in this country. The reason religion, particularly Christianity, is declining in this country, according to a new survey, is because people who have moderate views on religion are turning their backs. People who actually have believe in Jesus, have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they, they, they're they still there. It's the people who are squishy on it, that there are multiple paths to heaven and whatnot. Those types are the ones who are abandoning the faith. Um, regarding that, by the way, I have mentioned I have a new video series coming soon. Um, we'll be making a formal announcement soon on navigating your kids through the 21st century. Many of us didn't have internet growing up. I mean, none of us had internet growing up. If you're my age in your 30s, 40s, you, you didn't. Now we've got kids who do. How do you raise your kids in this world with that technology? How do you help them navigate social media? How do you uh, help them in the world that is hostile to your values without losing them to the world? And we're going to discuss all these things. We're lining up some great guests, including uh, Louis Giglio, Tim Keller, Nancy Percy, Nancy Guthrie, so many more. If you want information, Text the word FAITH to 345-345, FAITH to 345-345. It is 42 after the hour. Y'all, before I get into the Ted Cruz news, I just, I got to read this to you because it is somewhat mind-blowing. Um, there's actually been a study on this. A large-scale study involving 13 individuals. This, this was published in a peer-reviewed journal. A peer-reviewed journal. The same journals that tell us science says. A large-scale study involving 13 individuals suggests that fat college women can't learn because they are oppressed by small classroom furniture. Here's a direct quote. Dominant obesity discourse research shows a strong correlation between fatness and poor academic outcomes among fat female learners at the post-secondary level. Little attention has been paid, however, to understanding the experiences of fat female learners from their own perspective. Interviews with 13 undergraduate women suggest that fat college women students experience the interactions of their fat bodies with the physical learning environment negatively. Classroom design and furniture contribute to fat women learners experiencing themselves as judged, devalued bodies and incapable learners. That is the abstract for the peer-reviewed study. I wish I was making this up. But I'm not. A peer-reviewed study. This comes in um, uh, the Journal of Fat Studies, an interdisciplinary journal of body weight and society. Volume 7, 2018, Issue 1, Fat Pedagogy, Interviewing, Teaching, and Learning for Everybody. There you have it, my friends. There you have it, just so you know. Now, Ted Cruz, according to Democrats in Texas, Ted Cruz is winning 
in his reelection campaign, but only by single digits, according to Texas Democrats. Now, Ted Cruz has an internal poll that has him up by 18 points. Um, the Democrats have him winning. What the Democrats are trying to do is what they're trying to do in Georgia. They're trying to convince people that there is a more massive wave than people thought. And the reason they're trying to convince people that there is a more massive wave than people thought is because they truly, genuinely want Democratic donors to kick in. You see, the Democratic National Committee is on the verge of bankruptcy. They don't have any money. And they don't have any money because donors are giving to individual candidates. They don't trust the Democratic Party. Well, if there's a massive enough wave, Democratic donors can't go out and vet and give to all of the appropriate candidates. There's just too many to keep up with. But they can give to the Democratic National Committee. And that, I think, is what they're trying to do. I have a hard time believing Ted Cruz loses in Texas. But the Democrats would have you convinced he's vulnerable, except they wouldn't have you convinced. The Democrats would have the donors convinced. It's a shakedown that's happening and you need to understand the Democrats are not above shaking down their donors. Conservative Republicans do it too, shaking down donors for all sorts of stuff. But that's what this is about. Don't believe the media hype. The media isn't navigating the story well. They're reporting it as Ted Cruz is in trouble because they don't like Ted Cruz. It has nothing to do with Ted Cruz. It has everything to do, every single thing to do with the fact that they're trying desperately to get money from Democratic donors who don't want to give to the party. And why wouldn't they? The party caved on the government shutdown. Good grief. Just saw this coming across the AJC uh, Twitter feed. Uh, Authorities arrested an 18-year-old high school student and his parents in a drug raid at their Swanee home Tuesday night. While searching the Dartmoor Lane home of John Christopher Coleman, 52, Holly Jean Coleman, 50, officials found marijuana, cocaine, THC, MDMA, e-liquid cigarettes, and drug paraphernalia. Forsyth County Sheriff's Deputy Doug Rainwater said in a statement, their son, John Cooper Coleman, identified as a student at Lambert High School, was granted a $51,150 bond. No other details were released. A, a, A parent's... And their son, marijuana, cocaine, THC, MDMA, drug paraphernalia. That just, you know, Christy and I were having this discussion earlier today that, I mean, we sometimes think, man, our kids spend too much time on the iPad. They Maybe we need to rein them in some. Um, but we have well-behaved kids. They get along well, thank goodness. Um, they're well-mannered. Uh, they don't cause trouble at school. And I think sometimes, man, what what are other people doing? And gosh, then you suddenly see this apparently it looks more and more like a, 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 a family selling drugs together. Just in it, it just boggles my mind. I mean, I, I guess I live a completely sheltered life and always have, but it boggles my mind 
that there's stuff like this out there. Good gracious. Well, tomorrow we'll have more on the president's statements tonight because they are blowing things up on the reporter feeds tonight. <laughs>